On today's episode, I, Ian Eisenberg, interview David Cote. He is a social media marketer from Florida. We're going to be talking about social media, past, present, and the future. Good Eisenberg. Welcome to your favorite podcast. You are listening to Eisenberg with your host, Ian Eisenberg. Ian interviews people he finds interesting, some of them he knows and others he does not. You can find us on our website, yourfavoritepodcast.com. And now, here's your host, Ian Eisenberg. My guest today, it's David Cote. This is his first ever interview on a podcast, so congratulations. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Excellent. Like when when we originally talked about doing this, what were the things that came into your mind about like, wow, I'm going to be interviewed? I was like, wow, I'm going to be interviewed. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I was like, man, I must have made it. I made it now. <laughs> yes. All right. So, so, so I know we were introduced by mutual friend um, Antoine Araldi, who we've had on the show before, and I've been on his show. Yeah. So, so tell me about. Um, Tell me a little bit about yourself. I can I know from you that you served on the in Air Force and you do marketing and just just tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, before the Air Force, I started out uh, family moving around a lot, but I grew up with my family in marketing. Uh, my aunt owns magazines in Florida, and uh, they're really good in design and, and marketing, and and she's even grown to have her own agency. Um, and then when I joined the Air Force, it was because I didn't know what I was going to do. I was in a rock band. So I was like, this is this band's not going to make it probably. So I need to do something. So I joined the military, did security and law enforcement stuff, did six deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan. Wow. And then, uh, and then got out and went to work for my aunt at her magazine. And uh, from there, it was kind of a thing where I wanted to help the magazine, but they're with, with getting more readership. And so I got interested in social media, trying to get the digital reads and, uh, I found that social media for other businesses would be a good avenue for my, my aunt's agency to go. But she didn't really she didn't really have much of an interest in it until I started showing her when I was doing my freelance stuff that it would actually be profitable for her and other businesses. Uh, at that point, she wanted me to quit doing what I was doing on the side and do it full-time for her and her business. But I had already gotten a taste of, of, of working with businesses and being my own boss. And, um, and so I couldn't do it. So she let me go. And then, uh, about, that was about four or five months ago now. And so here I am. And so here you are. So, t- so tell me about what are the different kinds of things you do, which are the things that just really excite you and just where you just saw them and thought, wow, I like this and wow, I can make a living doing this. Well, it is, I've tried a bunch of different things cause I'm kind of like, new to the entrepreneur space but when i went from starting doing social media management where it's just like uh, interacting as a business on their behalf on facebook so like posting replying to comments you know messaging stuff like that and then started in getting more into the facebook advertising and the other social media advertising and then as that goes on people keep asking me stuff like can you do some copywriting and things and i've tried doing things like that but it's just not where my, it's not where I live at. I really enjoy the, the Facebook, Instagram, social media stuff. All the other stuff I don't really get excited about. When I can, when I can take a, a, um, 
one of my clients, for example, is a farm. Like it's, you would, you would be a hard, it would be hard to figure out how you can market for a farm, especially on social media, but they have events like seasonally. So to be able to find a way to advertise and market for them, uh, you have to get kind of creative. And so they like to tell their uh, customers about their events through their emails. They have a newsletter. And so through advertising, we were able to get subscribers to their email list for under 30 cents. And so from what I understand, a lot of the uh, industry is like $5, like like an industry standards around $5 for an email subscriber. So that's pretty cool. And that gets me excited just seeing those numbers. That is very exciting. So tell me about what, your first experience is using social media, not pro- not professionally, but just like as a user and like, what was the first social network you were on and what was that like for you? I think, I don't know if it's necessarily social media, but I kind of, I kind of go back to, um, AOL days, like the chat rooms and stuff. Uh, I remember, uh, at my, I used to live with my grandparents and we had a computer in the house, which we didn't have many of those, uh, back then. But I was li- I was living with them when I was a kid, and I would get in the chat rooms late at night because I wasn't supposed to be. So I would. Uh... <laughs> you can find almost anything in a chat room. So that was probably my first experience, and uh, it was cool to be able to connect with other people across the world. Yeah, that was actually that sounds very similar to my first experiences in the '90s. I remember calling into the bulletin board these bulletin board groups, these BBSs where it would just cost a phone instead of having to pay for AOL. Cause at that point, AOL was hourly. Like, did you jump on when it was before it went to unlimited or was it hourly at that point? I don't think I noticed anything about hourly. I was, I was pretty young. I was like seventh grade somewhere around there. I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really see that part of it. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I was in high school, like, at that point, like, I think it was, like, the year after I graduated from high school was when AOL went to Unlimited. I, I remember I used to be running up that phone bill, and when they used to do it hourly, so that, I think when it went Unlimited, it was, like, the, the first step to what we have now with broadband, where you're always on, except yeah. for now you don't kick people off the phone. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird how the internet's changed since then. Yeah, so so in terms of modern social media, like were you on were you on Friendster or MySpace before the the players of today basically solidified? Yeah, I, w- I was using MySpace uh, just to kind of be cool and have my own website kind of situation. And uh, I like I really liked having the music on my page, but I knew it was annoying to everybody else. Yeah, those very loud backgrounds. <laughs> yeah. So tell me more about some of the things that you do with the social media now, and like, and how does that? And do you see any way that the spirit of when you used to go onto those chat groups on AOL um, can be leveraged into conduct online now? Well, you know, Facebook is like, that's the golden rule right now with social media. Like everything is based off of how does it compare to Facebook. And so I really try to live in Facebook most of the time because whoever comes up, Facebook's really going there as well. So I see like almost like a chat, I mean, get chat room wise groups, Facebook groups, people owning a Facebook group 
and and growing it. And then now the new stuff that Facebook's done with the groups where they they've connected it to business pages and given you all the analytics for the groups. I actually see in the future, you know, the advertising, you can advertise in your own group or based off of other groups' interests. Um, so I think that groups are really big coming up. Yeah, I remember when they first it brought out pages and then there were groups and there were pages and there were these two separate entities and I felt that there were a lot of businesses and people and organizations that were making groups instead of pages or pages instead of groups. Nowadays, do you Nowadays, do you think that both of them are have their place? Yeah, I think they're going to be, well, I think they both have their place, but I think they're going to be more intertwined in the future than they are now. Um, but they're, that's because Facebook's moving that way. And you get a lot more interaction out of a group. Uh, people are getting into conversations more. Every time somebody comments, you know, they're getting notifications. It's uh, very active in groups. As long as you know how to do the community management well. Yeah, like somehow that one of like these alumni, college alumni groups that I'm in, somehow like one of my friends became an admin and then made me an admin. I'm like, wait, I'm an admin? Why am I getting all these requests for people to join? <laughs> yeah, you should give them to pay you. Yeah, and, and there's also the question about like filtering, filtering groups and just people applying to be members and figuring out what are the criteria? Are they spammers? Do they belong there? And sometimes it can get pretty tricky. Yeah. And Facebook's giving you more and more, more and more features and powers to organize people that way. And you can look at different aspects, like how many groups is somebody a part of, and you can filter them based off of that. Yep. And have you by any chance used like the stories seem to be every single app seems to have their own version of stories. Um, have you used in particular the Facebook stories? I think they're very, I, I've used them, yes, and I think they're very un, underused. Uh, the, right now, you're only able to use well, as far as I remember, you're only able to use them on a personal profile. Uh, but it's not it's not a part of the it's not a part of the the atmosphere yet on Facebook, and so you could have like a thousand friends, and there's only like twenty people using stories. So if you want your face to be up there, marketing-wise, you want your face to be up there all the time where people always are always seeing you, it's a really good good thing to use for marketing. Yeah, you're right, because I, I know some people just think it was silly because there's already Snapchat and there's already Instagram stories. And since Facebook owns Instagram, I'm sure a lot of that technology and a lot of that team probably does, does the Facebook stories too. But yeah, it's one of those things where it's just so underused that Maybe I should start doing that because no one else is. Yeah. It, it, well, it's just the, the age group and demographics on Facebook aren't, aren't used to it yet. But as, as, the, as younger people get, get to using it more, it, it'll, be, it'll be more active. It's a good early time to use it. Like, are, have there been any newer up-and-coming services that you've been playing with at all that you see that may be something to look at? Well, Instagram's not newer, right? Like you said, Facebook's bringing a lot more features to it, the analytics, and the ability for advertising targeting. Uh, the back end for Facebook advertising really uh, separated your interaction of Instagram interactions versus Facebook interactions. So, Instagram's a really big player. Uh, I know that they're owned by Facebook, but 
anything Facebook touches is pretty much a big player right now. It's just amazing how Facebook just decided not to sell out to Yahoo and not to sell out. And instead, they're the company buying everyone else. I mean, it's kind of sad seeing, like, the relics of, like, the 90s internet, like, the, the whatever's left of Yahoo, whatever's left of AOL now being owned by Verizon and really just being this, being this little shell of what they were. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's when you, when you look at when you're, cause I look on the marketing side and the advertising and the, the other platforms that are out there, they're just not as friendly to advertisers. They really open up a lot of the features to like the really big players, really big companies that have a lot of money to spend. And so to be able to get out there as a small business, which is who I primarily work with, um, it's, it's, it's easy to get into. And as long as you can, you can navigate it, it you can be profitable. In some ways, it's kind of like podcasting. Like, when I started this podcast, I was looking at listing it on all the major um, providers like Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Stitcher and TuneIn. But one which I was interested in is Spotify. But I found out that Spotify only pay... Like, it's one of those things where you can't just submit it there. It's like they're going to come to you and they only have like the major big players they'll put on their platform for podcasts. So, but at the same time, the podcast, it's like a very open format. I mean, this is an MP3 file that can be uploaded to any server and then it's just listed. So it's amazing how you can get out there, but there's also, there's still some gatekeepers, but you can get out there. Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. I tell you, um, this isn't on the same subject, but I, I forgot to mention something back when we were talking about how I first got started. There were, um, there are so many people out there trying to teach how to do social media, whether it's like the marketing side of things. And, uh, I, I just wanted to, me- I just want to give a shout out to the person that got me going and taught me and has guided me along the way. And it's, it's a lady named Rachel Peterson. Um, she's starting to make a pretty good name for herself. And uh, I just got to give a thank you. If she ever listens to this, I got to say thank you to her. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the name. I know, and we were talking about Antoine. I know he interviewed her. So, yeah, I, I'm, honestly, I hadn't heard of her before that. So, so I'm glad that somehow she brought you to this podcast indirectly. So that's mm-hmm. that's very cool. It is. Excellent. So do you have any final thoughts about um about where you are going with with marketing and and what you think people would benefit from working with you? Uh working working with me <laughs> the uh, the whole goal is to be profitable and make make good money with uh, other businesses and um and that's that would be the that would be the that would be the big sell for me. But uh, I, where things are going, I'm seeing – so I came from a traditional advertising background, a magazine, then the agency that did you know, the creative work like logos and billboards and things like that. And I'm always trying to figure out like traditional marketing can't go away. It's going to be here for a long time. So how is it going to intertwine into our digital marketing? And so the magazine, I can't figure out yet how the magazine – I know they have digital magazines, but – there's still people that like to flip the pages 
And um, but I feel that billboards. There's actually something I just I was thinking of the other day that billboards are actually going to be so cool in the future. I don't know how far away it is, but I think it's going to come soon. Facebook, I believe, is going to be the is going to be the pioneer of this. And what they're going to do is they're going to figure out how to connect digital billboards to Facebook. And so you're going to get a you're going to get a um, analytics of the people that are in certain areas of the country, and that digital billboard is going to take an assessment of all the the, the, the devices that are in the area because Facebook knows where you are, right? So wow. they're going to they're, they're gonna take an assessment of who's in the area and what ads they have available to display to the cars that are driving by that would make the best sense for the people in the area. So when you place an ad through your Facebook advertising, you're going to be able to do ads on Facebook through the news feed and through all the other systems that they have, Instagram, different apps that you sign on to on through onto through your Facebook um, your Facebook uh, account, you know, you simple simple sign in. Well, the, you're all the all the advertising through there, and then billboards and then other traditional advertising as well. So, traditional advertising works, and I think Facebook one day will capitalize on making it part of them too. That sounds like a lot of cookies. <laughs> it is right. I get excited about thinking about this stuff. Excellent. So. So, David Cote, I'm curious, would you like to tell my listeners of how they can contact you? Yeah, you can uh, just contact me through Facebook or anything that says David Cote 333. It's uh, David, common spelling, Cote, C-O-T-E, and three, the number three, three times. The number, David Cote, 333. Hey, it's been great talking to you. Um, congratulations on your first podcast and your first interview, and and best of luck to you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Eisenberg. You can find us at yourfavoritepodcast.com as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you, and have a great Eisenberg, everybody.